everyone, welcome to Rare Maven, a series where we inspire and empower millennial black women by sharing the journey of those who are thriving in entrepreneurship while being transparent enough to acknowledge their own triumphs and tribulations. I'm your host, Karima Muhammad, and I created this series not only to chat about business and entrepreneurship, but also to share tips and talk about how we can have an impact on the communities around us. This is why I consider our guest today to be a Rare Maven. Krista Aiken is the founder and CEO of Sapphire Vision, LLC. Sapphire Vision is an operations firm where Krista helps her clients, primarily in creative industries, develop a strong and efficient administrative structure so they can scale and have ample opportunity to create. Krista saw this venture after working in media production for 10 years and noticing that with her expertise in assistant directing and coordinating for film, TV, and commercials, she could help other creatives produce work that'll catapult them to the next level. Krista prides herself on being a phenomenal woman and entrepreneur as her aunt Sadie was, and knows from seeing her excel and build a community around her work that she'd do the same. Now, Krista works with other women of color who are creative entrepreneurs to provide opportunities to connect, inspire, and support one another. Let's welcome Krista Aiken. Well, hello, Krista. Welcome. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Just really excited. Got another, you know, got production head coming on. I'm excited. Fellow so creative, um, so I'm very excited to hear about Sapphire Visions and all you do and, and your journey and how you, you got to this point. Um, so first, I want you to let us know where you're from and who was the first person to inspire you in entrepreneurship? Well, um, I was born and raised in Queens, New York. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm a I'm a New Yorker through and through. Um, but uh I was raised in a Jamaican family. Mhm. So I'm Caribbean as well. Um and uh yeah, that uh that kind of nuanced upbringing definitely uh had a very lasting effect on me mm-hmm. as an individual. Um and, you know, Growing up in in a family with you know immigrants and me being you know first generation American, mm-hmm. um, I saw a lot of my family members, you know, really hustling and grinding and trying to like make a way and you know they they did the the regular I guess you would say Caribbean jobs like the nursing and the taxi driving and the you know uh, cleaning houses and stuff like they 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 mm-hmm. did you know those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had an aunt, um, her name was Aunt Sadie, mm-hmm. and she was the first in our family, and I believe the only in our family, to actually own her own business. Right. Um, she owned a restaurant and a bar in mm-hmm. Bridgeport, Connecticut. Oh, I'm from Connecticut. <laughs> oh, you're from Connecticut? Yeah, I'm from New Haven. <laughs> Oh, have you do have you been to Bridgeport or have you oh, been? Oh yeah, or? yeah. I have a great friend from Bridgeport. I went to school out there too, so yeah, I'm familiar. Yes, I know about Bridgeport. <laughs> wow. 
my God, yeah. it's such a small world. Yes. Uh, that's funny. But, yeah, she owns Sadie's Kitchen. Um, okay. And I, you know, as a child, you know, we would take trips up to Connecticut all the time um, just to, you know, see the family out there and hang out with them. And uh-huh. we, the first stop we would make is to her restaurant. And, you know, I wanted to, I, I, I was just in awe of her. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she, like, had this, and this was hers, and she owned it, mm-hmm. and she ran it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would tell her to put me to work. I'm like, Auntie, can I help? <laughs> Auntie, what can I do? Like, I yeah. literally wanted to be a part of it because I knew that this was something special, that mm-hmm. this was, like, not just a regular job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, she'd have me, you know, uh, serving food to the customer. She put me to work, work. <laughs> she put me to work, work. But I wanted it. But yeah. I think she, you know, she saw that that there was something in me that really wanted to learn and really wanted to understand how this was working. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, she was off top, my inspiration. Right. And for a while, for a while, I felt like I could never live up to that standard. Like, there was, mm-hmm. there's no way I could run a business. Like, Sadie is one of the strongest women I've ever known in life. I never got mm-hmm. the chance to actually, like, tell her, like, yo, I actually started my own business. Mm. But um, she hears. She hears you. She's, she's so I know. She's here. Yeah. Mm. She she's here. I I feel her. You mm. know. So she she's she was definitely the first person to like put plant that seed in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the spirit. To be honest, is living through you. You know her. What she's done. You've seen it. Now it's been transferred to you. So you don't even know. You know how powerful that is. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, Very that's true. beautiful. Yeah, and I love that it's, it's a strong, it sounds like a strong woman, you know, that influenced you too. Um, because, you know, sometimes you don't see that power in us having our own as women. So it's amazing that that was right in your family for you to see that so early on. So um, I have like a trivia question for you. So okay. would you rather... Um, produce like I know Easter Ray's doing a lot now um, but whatever she's up to next I think she, whatever she's up to next would you rather be representing Issa for her next production um, or would you rather um, work on the remake for Coming to America like if they had to call you down Tyler Perry Studios right now <laughs> so hold it down company. what would you rather do to be honest I think I would uh, go with the coming to America joint one because the original cast is involved yeah which is super dope so it's going to be different and I'm and I'm assuming it's going to be kind of like a you know um, present day what are they up to now kind of thing which would be exactly. really dope to see um, and two because I'd be on Tyler Perry Studios and the amount of you know, clientele I can get from just being on that studio mm-hmm. and being in that space and the people that I can meet and connect with, like, that would be nuts. So that would take me ten times farther than me just working on one Issa Rae project. Mm. Nice, nice. I like that answer. Um, so tell us, what is Sapphire Vision? So uh, Sapphire Vision is... Uh, basically an independent creative operations firm. So what that means is we provide, you know, administrative, uh, logistical, and structural services for small businesses in media production. 
So if you are, a, you know, a filmmaker, if you have your own production company, um, if you have your own, you know, uh, gear rental company, um, a video operating company, if you're a makeup artist, if you're an art director, um, you know, if you're, if you're a wardrobe stylist, anyone who is an entrepreneur or has some sort of small business within production, mm. these are the people who are super creative, who, you know, want to continue to just, you know, work on their craft and build their craft and, and harness it and, and, you know, scale it. But mm -hmm. the, the thing that is the common thread between all of them, no matter what you do in production, is that it's kind of hard to balance the, you know, operational side to mm -hmm. what you do creatively. Anything that has to do with creating, that's the way I see it. Okay. Um, so it's it's television, it's film, it's documentaries, it's, you know, um, web content, it's commercials, it's uh -huh. anything where there's a creative aspect to it. All right. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes. The Rare Maven loves it, too. It is needed. This is like a necessity. So, yes, you got some solutions, and I already know it's, it's it's going down for you. It's going to go down. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, can you tell us so what was your eureka moment? Mm. Whew, my eureka moment. It's mm -hmm. a nice little story behind that. So, um, <laughs> so uh, as you know, I've been uh, working in the industry for quite some time. And, you know, I did some full-time jobs. I, I freelanced for a couple of years. And, um, my Eureka moment came when I uh, when I was freelancing at this one job. I will not say names because that's messy. Mm -hmm. But um, pretty much they hired me as a production coordinator. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but they they basically ended up having me build their entire management department from scratch. They had no production manager. They had no line producer. They had no management structure for their company at all mm -hmm. whatsoever. They had no structure. Wow. But I didn't know that. I, I thought I was just being coming in as a coordinator. They kind of dangled the carrot of, oh, yeah, you know, after a couple of weeks we'll revisit and, and then we'll make you full time. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they, they were like, oh, you know, so things are changing and we have a couple, you know, high-level people coming in, so we can't really, um, you know, hire you full time right now. But um, at the end of the year, we're really we're gonna we're gonna revisit this, and I'm gonna fight for you. I'm gonna make sure you get what you deserve. By the way, I also built I also built up their uh, <laughs> their accounting uh, systems oh, as well. No. Because, oh no! The money, oh, yeah. the money that they oh, said yeah. they probably didn't have for you to keep you. I, I built up the money, honey. Fast forward when I realized I really I don't want to stay with this company because they're playing with me, mm -hmm. and I don't appreciate being used. Mm -hmm. I I kind of took a step back and I said, my God, if I can do that mm -hmm. for one company. Mm -hmm. With all the knowledge that I have, with all the skills that I have, mm -hmm. then I can do this for myself. Sis, when I say I gave them the keys, I gave them the keys. I that really did. That was just right there. That was, that was just sacrifice. Yeah. You going to reap it because you gave. You gave. That was giving. Yep. That was over giving. Mm -hmm. So, like, mm -hmm. definitely going to reap from that. And I think we're living in a great time where a lot of, you know, young black people in general, or just black people, people in general are realizing their worth, to be honest. 
um, and not having it because it's like literally we're waking up and see like, oh, we actually are the the best bomb. <laughs> we make we will make yeah. it break it, you know. And there's so much power in there. So I definitely like commend you. And you know, I'm glad. I feel like this is great for other listeners too, like because a lot of people are still kind of like in that. It's like in, in darkness because you're taught. So just work, you know, get your degree, and then you'll get that promotion. You'll get there, but that's sometimes it's not really the reality for for many, you know. So. Yeah, and that's the thing I'm trying to, like, it's something that I want to start kind of, I guess, pushing forward and promoting with my business, too. Like, I want people to understand that just because you work in entertainment, just because you work in, you know, creative industries, that does not mean you have to be a slave to, you know, to freelancing or to just, you know, having a job. Like, you can be your own boss, and I think it's important for people to understand that they have that option. You know, that's the purpose for Sapphire Vision. My purpose for Sapphire Vision is to set up the foundations for these small businesses and for these entrepreneurs so that they can flourish, so that they can mm-hmm. thrive, especially mm-hmm. our, black, our black and brown people. Because mm-hmm. it's time. Yeah. It's been time. <laughs> yeah. It's been time. I'm so glad you said that. I, I wasn't going to say the word slave, but I was thinking it. I always think it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... You know, I try to be little, but it's like that's what it is, and I definitely um, can attest to that. And it's and literally, I worked on a project. It was like that whole. It was just another confirmation. It was like, yeah, this is definitely not the wave. I mean, it's great to be in the room sometimes to have access and meet people, relationships you can build, but to just feel like that's your only end to getting to where you want to be as a creative, mm-hmm. it's not true at all. It's just not true. And um, so I'm glad that, you know, you're definitely putting that message out there. And even what we're doing here at Rare Maven, that's what it's about for millennial black women, so for us to own it because even it goes into even women and black women in the, you know, creative industry as well and what we go through to be recognized. So this is the prime reason why I even created this. Um, I want to get more into, like, what, you know, is is helping you and what you learn along the way. Like, um, so, like, what do you feel with with doing this has have, have been some of your challenges? I think I think I kind of touched on one of my challenges, uh, the fact that people are a little stubborn. I'll have consultations and I'll have, you know, just talks with people just to, see where they're at, see what's going on with them, blah, blah, blah. And they, they'll say, yeah, man, I, I I sure could, you know, use help with this. I sure could use help with that. But then something in them says, nah, just handle it. Mm. You got it. You know what I mean? And I think people letting go of that pride is one of the hardest things I've I've had to combat because there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. It's like they, they have to come to the decision like, I, all right, fine. I'm I'm done. I'm gonna let her handle this because I can't. Mm-hmm. But it, it's very hard to crack through a person's pride, especially a, a creative person's pride, especially someone who's been you know, you know, running and gunning and working on their own for so long. And it's like, oh well, it's been working. I've been I've been doing it. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it's 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 more so like changing the mindset. 
yeah. of how of how like the creative process should work for people. Awesome. So now I like to know like three tips, like one in life, one in business, and one in uh, like structuring your 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 productions or what you create like how to what's a great way to streamline or be more efficient with your creative project okay so you said one in life right and one in business and in one and basically all that you do on like you know streamlining your um project okay so let's see one in life um i would say if you feel like you're about to burn out stop mm. just stop just Take a break. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people have a hard time doing, including me. Just like you know, take a day of self care. Like mm-hmm. you know, run run a bubble bath. Like get a mm-hmm. massage. Like mm-hmm. or or just you know have have a day at home to watch mm-hmm. TV and and eat snacks. Like mm-hmm. whatever makes you feel good. Um, business tip. Uh, a good business tip is something that you would think people should know, but a, a lot of people don't. Separate your personal and business finances. You should have a personal uh, bank account and a business bank account. Mm-hmm. You should have a personal credit card and a business credit card. Mm-hmm. And you should have, um, you know, like a like a QuickBooks or something similar to help you differentiate the difference between those two. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes things happen. You may leave the, the business card at home and you have to buy something on the fly, and but you end up using your personal card. That's fine. But just make sure you have some sort of, you know, uh, bookkeeping system yeah. that can help you mark that off as a business expense, mark something off as a personal expense mm-hmm. um, so that when it comes, you know, for ta- when it comes time for taxes, you can bring that to your CPA or well, I, I would say that's my tip, kind of like extended. Get a mm-hmm. CPA. Mm. So a CPA is basically um, a certified public accountant. Um, so they are basically the people that uh, you bring all your documents to, your pay stubs, your your receipts, um, and then like I said, if you have like a QuickBooks or something similar, you bring them your report for the month and say. These are all my expenses, which is much easier than you having to, like, you know, uh, print out um, bank statements and credit card statements and blah, blah, blah. It just helps you streamline your expenses and makes them a lot clearer and easier to understand and digest. Um, And then the third one, once you see where things need to to change in your process and uh, and you kind of identify the issues, and and what needs to be streamlined. My my tip would be to actually model what your new process would be. Mm. So um, and this this especially this is especially helpful for if you have like a small team. Mm-hmm. So if you decide okay the way we're processing our our invoices is not correct, and we need to change this. So what you would do is say all right. Um, we're going to use this new system to create and send out our invoices and send out, uh, you know, reminders and to, you know, check off when we receive payment and all that stuff. What you would do then is create some sort of model, like a, a keynote presentation or like a flow chart 
or even like a, a, a short kind of like guidebook to walk mm. your team through this new change. Mm. Um, so this way it's, you're not just like springing something up on, on people or even yourself mm-hmm. and saying like, all right, I'm going to do this now. Yeah. And then you're left saying, well, how am I doing this? Okay. Um, I know you did touch on like funding um, a little bit. You got to break down like getting a CPA. So I just wanted to know like um, what was, how did you start off as far as like funding for your um, business on um, and really, what did that look like? Yeah, so um, fortunately, because I have a service-based business, my overhead isn't as much mm-hmm. as it would be for a product-based business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still had to invest some money in myself. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, had a little bit in savings, so I opened up my business bank account and put that savings into my bank account. Mm-hmm. Um, and I pretty much you know, worked off of that money to, you know, get the systems I needed, to get the equipment I needed, um, you know, to get the website that I needed. I would say, like, out of my initial investment, I spent, I probably spent half of it. Okay. I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say I probably spent half of my initial, actually, mm, no, maybe a little more than half. I probably spent a little more than half. Mm -hmm. Um. But I made it all back, fortunately, uh, with my first couple of clients. Um, so that was helpful. Um, but, I mean, you, you still have operating costs. So, you know, even though I pay for my website once a year, I have to break that down monthly. How, what does that look like monthly? Yeah. Um, the systems that I use, you know, for budgeting, um, the systems that I use for bookkeeping, the systems that I use for scheduling, all these things cost money. Um, the, you know, I have systems for uh, photo editing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that costs money, um, yep. especially the good ones. So, you know, I, my operating costs are, I would say low compared to other businesses, but they still, if, if I have no clients for a month, they're, they're going to eat away at my, at my bottom line. What I will say is I think one of the most expensive expenses I had that I did not anticipate mm-hmm. was, um, was basically my LLC, was incorporating myself. Mm. So I kind of jumped the gun a little bit, and I just, I I applied for the LLC off the bat, um, but I did it through New York, Mm -hmm. um, which, of course, would, would, you know, logically make sense because I'm based in New York. But come to find out, there are a couple of states in America that, um, that require you to basically publish your LLC, which mm. means like you, you, you pretty much have to put an ad in, in a weekly and a daily newspaper, local newspaper, to say like, oh, yeah, I'm here and I'm a business. Yeah, and New York is one of those states. Why? Why, New York? Why? <laughs> hopefully other yeah. states don't have to deal with it. Hopefully. Hopefully. It, mm. Most states don't. It's, I believe it's only like five. Mm. It's only mm. five states. So wow. I, think, I think you're good. If you're in Cali, you're good. Mm-hmm. If you're uh, in Georgia, you're good. I believe, I believe Nevada's one of them. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the list. I can't remember the list, but like I know you're you're good in Georgia. You're good in, uh, you're good in California. I believe you're good in Illinois. So if you're in Chicago, I believe you're good. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me, please. Look it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm just thinking of like the major markets. Yeah. Um, I think you're I think you're good in Florida. All right. I wanted to um, 
hear more like about like what inspires you. Um, music inspires me mm. for sure. I like it's one of the main things that makes me extremely happy is music. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, honestly, seeing young black people win it inspires me. Like, it, it just. It, it, it's just super dope to see how how we're kind of like you know building up this industry and we're 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 changing it. Yeah, it, it's it almost feels like a resurgence of like the '90s with all those like black movies. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it kind of it, it's it's giving me that vibe. It's like we're we're kind of we're changing the game a little bit again, which is dope. Yeah. My nephew inspires me. Mm-hmm. He oh, is he? two years old. Oh, I have two two year old nieces. Yeah, he's like he's the dopest human being on this planet, and he mm-hmm. he inspires me every single day. Twenty seventeen, so year of the babies, I call it. But those those that year, I don't know what those children are. They're gonna be something special. I don't know what they're gonna be, but. But all right, I just um had uh one more. Well, actually, two more questions. One is um what um. Because Rare Maven is all about giving back um, as well. Because, you know, we have our own, but it's also about giving outside of yourself. So what are some ways mm-hmm. that you either already are doing that or you hope to do that with, like, your business? Um. Well, what I hope to do, one, one of my goals for my business is to start to offer, like, workshops for, mm-hmm. um, for people, like, just starting out, like, uh, anybody who, you know, is a, a, is an aspiring entrepreneur, um, anyone who, you know, sees themselves wanting to become a business owner but mm-hmm. wants to, you know, kind of get their ducks in a row and, and figure mm-hmm. out the best way on how to do that. Like, I, wanna, I want to eventually get to the point where I start to offer, you know, workshops to people. My goal yeah. is to, you know, create a workshop for, uh, for operations. Nice. I like that. I like that a lot. So, yeah, so my last question is, I have a song called my body shine and grind song. Um, it gets me going. So my song is Diva by Beyonce. Um, so I just wanted to know what your rise shine and grind song is. That kind of changes for me. Yeah, because it depends on like the mood I'm in, the the kind of like uh, you know push I need. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say one artist in particular that gets me to a better place just all around, mm-hmm. it's Stevie Wonder. Mm. So, yeah, like, there's some Stevie Wonder songs that, like, I, is that one of them is Golden Lady. That that mm-hmm. makes, that's kind of like your Beyonce Diva song. Like, Golden Lady for me makes me feel, like, so good inside, and it makes me feel like, ooh, I'm black. Like, yeah. I am a golden lady. My skin is really glistening. Like mm-hmm. that song just makes me feel like so seen. So I love mm-hmm. that song. Um, but then there are other songs like by him that just are just beautiful. Just yeah, uh, by themselves, and they ju- and they just excite me because of how how well thought out and put together they are. Like the song. Um, Superwoman, mm-hmm. that song, for me, is one of the most beautiful songs ever mm-hmm. made. Just just the structure of that song and just and the lyrics of that song. And mm-hmm. so, like, the, I, I'm, I'm, I love music, 
all in all, but like I, I, I can get really technical when it comes to like how I enjoy music. Because mm-hmm. I actually, I actually like kind of pull out each instrument and listen to them individually. Yeah, me too. When I really get into a song, mm-hmm. so Stevie Wonder is one of those people where I can do that for every yeah. song of his, and I'm still satisfied. Yeah. So I when I need a when I need a break, when I need a when uh, when I need something to uplift me, when I need mm-hmm. you know something to to push me forward, I stop and I that's one of the people that I will listen to because. Mm-hmm. He gets me out of my own head. This is a really great interview. I just like want to thank you so much for um, your time and sharing with us um, all you do and then, like all that's to come and all we needed to hear. So I really hope a lot of, especially all my creators out there, like take this and really. Um, I hope they reach out. I want them to reach out, and um, I want you to let um, our listeners know how they can best reach you. Uh, well, thank you for allowing me on your platform. This is really, really dope, and I it's it's super appreciated that you you know that you've even taken your time and and your resources to put this together for us because that's it's needed. We we got to do it for ourselves. You know what I mean? No one's gonna hand it to us, so yeah, that's you. super dope. Um, so best way to reach out to me, um, I am on all platforms, uh, Sapphire Vision LLC, um. If you want to email me, you can email me at uh, sapphireprod, P-R-O-D 28 at Gmail. That's my personal business email. Um, and, yeah, that's about it. I mean, <laughs> all platforms, Sapphire Vision LLC. Hit me up. Let me know what's going on. Let's see how we can work. Awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. I hope you learned a great deal from Krista. To keep up with the podcast, please follow us at Rare Maven Media. Also, please be sure to subscribe, like, share, and comment on all you enjoyed about this episode. For now, I want you to ask yourself, how will you leave a legacy for the culture?